From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 6th of February, 2019. Five people have tragically been killed after a plane crash in Southern California. In the Orange County suburb of Yorba Linda, a small Cessna plane with only the pilot on board inexplicably blew up in the air and fell directly onto a home, catching it on fire and killing four people inside during a Super Bowl party. The tragic event took place about 1.45pm on Sunday, and debris rained down on the other homes in the area as well, with engine parts and propellers flying through walls and narrowly missing occupants of other homes. Tragedy strikes every single day around the world, but it's when we hear about sudden disaster in an instant in one's own home, it reminds us that we are never immune from tragedy, and as we read in 2 Corinthians 6, now is the day of salvation. May we make the most of each day and do everything that we do for the glory of God. Google Home and smart display devices can now interpret conversations live between different languages. The service rolling out to devices now can be invoked by asking the Google Assistant to help you speak a particular language or turn on the interpreter mode. On smart displays, the feature will display the translation as well as speaking it aloud. This according to The Verge, which defined the new feature as a system that lets you speak one language to the device and have it translate what you said into another. And while the interpreter mode could be handy if you live in a foreign country and need some help speaking with your landlord or your neighbor, its somewhat beta feeling still and potential inaccuracies at this stage make it still a feature to use with the appropriate caution. Sixty-seven years ago today, after a long illness, King George VI of Great Britain and Northern Ireland died, leaving the crown to his eldest daughter Elizabeth, who was only 26 at the time. King George VI had only become king after his brother Edward VIII abdicated in order to marry an American divorcee. During World War II, King George worked to rally the spirits of the British people by touring war zones, making a series of morale-boosting radio broadcasts, and shunning the safety of the countryside to remain with his wife in the bomb-damaged Buckingham Palace. When his daughter Queen Elizabeth assumed the throne, the nation was still recovering from World War II, and recognizing the value of transparency in leadership, the new queen allowed her coronation to be the first televised one in history, and opened a new sense of awe and intrigue into the royal family, such as may not have been felt to such an extent prior. Queen Elizabeth and her husband Prince Philip Mountbatten have four children, the eldest of which being Prince Charles, who is heir to the throne. Together, both Queen Elizabeth and her husband have toured the nations of the Commonwealth several times, and while still maintaining a regnal aura, the Queen is known to sincerely get down on the level of her citizens, recognizing and addressing issues that perhaps would not be addressed under many other leaderships. Perhaps resulting from her winsomeness and gracious criticism where it's necessary, Queen Elizabeth has had comparatively few critics over the years, especially among her own people. 
As with any world leader, conflict and turmoil has come and gone over the decades, but Queen Elizabeth has remained a stalwart during all manner of political and social strife, in particular during the last few decades. Even during extremely difficult times, such as the events of 1992 in Great Britain, as well as the death of her own daughter-in-law in 1997, her handling of the situations has left many without words of criticism, and support for the monarchy has consistently been and remains quite high, as does her personal popularity. On the 9th of September 2015, Queen Elizabeth II became the longest reigning British monarch when she surpassed the reign of her great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria. And then two years ago, on the 6th of February 2017, she became the first British monarch to celebrate a Sapphire Jubilee, commemorating 65 years on the throne. When many of us hear the word idolatry today, we tend to think of some type of primitive tribe worshipping a statue or a totem pole. Maybe we even think about the Roman Catholics adhering to praying the statues or images of Mary, maybe fastidiously performing other liturgical motions. And while these are all forms of idolatry and break the first commandment, idolatry is often far more than simply worshipping some inanimate object. It is having an unworthy conception or a false impression of who God really is. The sooner that we as believers in Christ realize that today's Western civilization, with all of its philosophies and culture and knowledge of science, is in the same satanic snare that controls the primitive worship of statues and totem poles, the sooner we may be able to recognize our need to be released from these snares and to turn to the one and only true God who alone is deserving of all of our worship. As fallen and carnal humans, we all struggle with the worship of other gods, for instance, the god of materialism. It is money, house, car, obtaining more and more stuff above all other things. Others worship the gods of sex, alcohol, or entertainment like TV, music, or video games. And lurking behind each and every one of these false gods is self-worship. But all of this still contains a definition or an opinion of the one true God and who he is. In worshiping other things, beliefs, or ideas, passions, in making any one thing higher of a priority in our lives than the one true God, or making him into something that he is not. When we focus on anything else more than on God, we are defining God as unworthy of our full adoration. We're defining him as unworthy of constant praise, unworthy of glory. But maybe we feel like we don't struggle with idolatry. Maybe we don't allow our smartphone, our TV, car, career, family, or even our knowledge to crowd out our love for God. But what about our conception of God himself? Perhaps our view of God, our perception of who he is, is inaccurate or untrue. Next time we'll discuss how in fact that is the very essence of idolatry, possessing thoughts about God that are unworthy of God.
Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.